the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, Pastor, doesn't science disprove the Bible? Isn't Genesis just a fairy tale? Is God for real? Did he really create everything in six literal days? Didn't God just use the Big Bang? Why is there death and suffering? really believe the Bible? Didn't man evolve from apes? For answers to these questions and more, stand by for Believing the Bible. Welcome to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed, Dr. Daniel Harris, Dr. Carl Williams, and our producer Ed Salzadel, all directors of the San Antonio Bible-Based Science Association. We are here to reassure you you can believe the Bible from the very first verse. We had a lot of fun earlier with a program looking at the quotes from evolutionists, and we're going to do the same thing today, looking at some quotes. Uh, one of the more famous evolutionists of our time is Bill Nye, the science guy. Bill Nye says, I say to grown-ups, if you want to deny evolution and live in your world, in a world that's completely inconsistent with everything we observe in the universe, that's fine. But don't make your kids do it, because we need them. We need scientifically literate voters and taxpayers for the future. We need people that can, A... No, it just says, we need people that uh, that can, uh, we need engineers that can build stuff, solve problems. Yeah. Thank you. I didn't know. This was a literal translation. This was a literal translation. Yeah. of his video. Creationism, he says, is not appropriate for children. It is nigh and his ilk, which say that we are child abusers if we do this. It is my response that they are the child abusers. Guys, what do you got for this? The question that I have is this, is that where did our previous scientists come from that we had like two or three hundred years ago? They came up with like electricity and the other, I can't think of the individual that came up with the amount of magnetism that our planets had that were discovered by NASA and going, oh yeah, you were right and Humphreys. Humphreys, thank you. So bottom line is is that he was brought up some way, probably believing in God to say the least, him along with several other individuals. We need to point out that it was in two thousand ten Bill Nye received the Humanist of the Year Award from the American Humanist Association. Well again, that's basically humanism is a, another term for atheist. So again he's being an atheist like all of these others, that's his religion and so if, if he's just all about science, if it's just strictly science, 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 why is he being religious here, being an atheist and getting a humanist of the year award? The guy's only got a bachelor's of science, but he does have a kind of a doctorate in woke. In woke. Uh, <laughs> his, his, well, he talks his, about how that if kids are not taught evolution, then they won't be able to produce any kind of scientific breakthroughs. Then he fails to understand that there's never been any medical breakthroughs that were theorized or predicted by the evolutionary model. None whatsoever. In fact, it has delayed the discovery of the genome because once some DNA was found, in fact, 98% of DNA was found not to code for genes, therefore it must be junk 
was an evolutionary concept that delayed the discovery of the epigenetics that we now are finding is so important in medicine. That coincides with a comment I had out of a research biologist with the Discovery Institute, which I talked to many years ago, when he said the sad part of what's going on in biological research today is we are being so held back by a structure which says it all must fit within material. It all must fit within the evolutionary model. And what we're finding again and again is data that shows it doesn't fit within that. And we are being held back on discovery. And he talks about how, well, we need engineers. I just happen to be a licensed professional engineer in the state of Texas, and I was able to obtain that just fine without Darwinian evolution. Thank you. (laughs) Now, Terry... You have a, a quote from Dr. Eugenie Scott, a former head of the National Science Foundation. Give us that. Let, let's see what she said. Not Science Foundation, National Science Education Organization. Okay, well, here she states evolution and other scientific theories are restricted to explaining through natural cause methodological materialism, but because evolution has existential connotations, many students confuse the ability to explain through natural cause with a conclusion that therefore God does not exist. Philosophical materialism. Okay. Then here she says, well, if this were a lecture being given in a science department or at a university where the majority of people were scientists and I were to ask my fellow scientists, can you give me some examples? Raise your hand if you can give me an example of an alternative scientific theory to evolution, no hands go up. When it comes to science, evolution is the only game in town. Alternative theories to evolution is code in the creationist literature for teach creationism. They just relabel it, and it works pretty well. Okay, so she's already said that we cannot consider the biblical creation account. Then she says evolution is the only game in town. Well, duh. Yeah. Now, Dr. Harris, you were making the point during the pre-show discussion that have we heard something like this before from evolutionists? Oh, yeah. This is their doctrine. In fact, the religion of materialism is a practice that the graduate schools all over the nation require their graduate students to agree with. You must be a materialist evolutionist in order to be a student in most graduate schools, nearly every graduate school. And so is she surprised that they don't raise their hands with an alternative? Well, they've been excluded from the very get-go. They can't even get into graduate school to become a master's or a PhD if they have any views that are... In fact, when I was a graduate student at the University of Arizona, I had a professor by the name of Swihart who warned me that I dared not mention anything regarding any unconventional views. If I did, that I would be excluded and that I would not be allowed to complete my degree. So the idea that you can get a degree with an alternative view of the world is just nonsense because most every university that we know of is teaching evolution as fact. And if you don't agree with it, you don't even get in the place. It's fascinating. Indoctrination is the byword. You are listening to Believing the Bible. This is Scott Lane with Terry Reed. Dr. Daniel Harris, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzadel. If you would like to learn more, go to sabsa.org. That is S-A-B-B-S-A.org. Today we're looking at quotes from different evolutionists which really are revealing about this whole creation-evolution discussion. Huxley, Darwin's bulldog, said, If Adam may be held to be no more than a real personage than Prometheus, 
And if the story of the fall is merely an instructive type, comparable to the profound Prometheus mythos, what value has Paul's dialectic? Now that's big language, which incidentally is what happens to me whenever I read Paul. <laughs> but folks, what's he saying? He's basically saying that the Bible is mythology. Yeah. Wit from the is, start. Is that the basic consensus among our society today? No. Seems that way. Not that I know of. I mean, it's <laughs> becoming that way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, this is Darwin's bulldog talking. And again, he gets it. What he's saying here is that it doesn't make any sense to believe Paul if you don't believe the creation account in Genesis. So he's saying that if you believe Paul, but you don't believe the creation account in Genesis, you have an inconsistent worldview. What you're doing is violence to the gospel of Christ. If there's no fall, then there's no need for a savior. Amen. No Hebraist says this is anything but a historical prose. It is not just allegory. It is not just a point. There was a real Adam and a real Eve, and they're testified by mitochondrial data and Y chromosome data. So it's not just in the Bible. It's in the evidence we see. And that is science. That is what science is, rather than all of this assumptions. Alfred Russell Wallace, co-inventor of Darwinism, suggested in April 1869 issue of Quarterly Review that the general theory of evolution required a higher intelligence. Natural selection was not sufficient to produce a man. (laughs) What was Darwin's response in a letter to Wallace? Darwin said, I hope you have not murdered too completely your own and my child. (laughs) So Darwin got it. (laughs) No, Darwin got it. Well, Wallace got it. There, there are a lot of Wallace people. Wallace was right, and, there, and Darwin realized that Wallace published that. He would sink both their sections. Right. A lot of people get it. Dawkins, uh, one of the great evolutionists of our time, he gets it in saying that we as creationists cannot be inconsistent on these points. If we are inconsistent on these points, what are we saying? If we're saying, no, I'm a Christian, I believe in Jesus, but the world's 4.6 billion years old, man came about by evolutionary process, what are we saying? The Bible's not right. The Bible's not right. And so when can we start believing it? Mm-hmm. After chapter 11. After say. chapter 11. Well, there are seminaries that go all the way to point to say you, you can't believe in some of the miracles of Christ. They don't draw a line at chapter 11. Oh, there yeah. is no line when you start yeah. doing that. That's right. You well, I'm not advocating that we throw out the first chapter, 11 chapters. I'm saying that there are many Christians and seminaries today who are advocating that the first 11 chapters be removed. And that's nonsense. How do you take the first 11 chapters of the book out and say, oh, that does, that's not right. And, you know, you've got to recognize that the first 11 chapters of Genesis are truth. In fact, Scripture is more truth than 2 plus 2 equals 4. It's almost like taking a flight manual for a pilot and ripping out the first section of how to actually operate the airplane, you know, and said, okay, we're just going to just get in there and just try to fly it and take off and land and do whatever else, not knowing how the thing actually operates and how it's supposed to operate. Terry, One of your favorite people, Dr. Lawrence Krauss, professor at Arizona State University, has a famous quote that every atom in your body came from a star that exploded. You are all stardust. So forget Jesus. The stars died so that you could be here today. Very poetic. Very impactful, powerful. But what's he doing? Well, he's making fun of Christianity. He's making fun of the Bible. He's he's making fun of the idea that God created us. It's blasphemy. What it is, 
is said that you don't need Jesus, that you own your, your whole existence to the stars, to accidents, not to God himself. He tries to refute the whole Bible, and especially the New Testament. He ignores our need for God and our sin nature. He replaces the creator with the creation. Romans 1.22, although they claim to be wise, they became fools. Charles Darwin wrote, Dear Sir, I am sorry to have to inform you that I do not believe in the Bible as a divine revelation, and therefore not in Jesus Christ as the Son of God, yours faithfully. There is a rumor that Darwin recanted, recanted on his deathbed, and that's not true. Didn't happen. Uh, his wife would have publicized it, and it did not occur. Folks, we have a choice. Are we going to follow the science, which is for creation and for the Bible? Are we going to honor the Bible as true, real history? Or are we going to try and rewrite it? We recommend that you check out Terry Reed's book on his website at Why Should You Believe? You can get access to a whole range of Dr. Carl Williams' books on Christian historical fiction on Amazon.com. And we also recommend Scott Lane's new book, What If God Wrote the Bible, which is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and everywhere else. Information for creation events in our area are on our website's calendar page. For more information or to schedule a presentation, go to sabsa.org or call 210-599-7240. When you go to our website, you can click on a link to our newsletter. Our website has a link for contact information on which you can order our newsletter to be emailed to you or you can call us. Also go to whyshouldyoubelieve.com. That is Terry's website containing articles looking at current day issues from a biblical perspective. Sabsa meets the second Tuesday of each month at 7 p.m. We are now meeting at Faith Lutheran Church just south of the corner of Jones-Maltzberger and Thousand Oaks. There you will find biblical apologetics and creation science teaching found nowhere else in Bear County, as well as the availability of books and videos on these important subjects. If you miss any part of this show, you can listen to the show anytime by going to the AM630 KSLR, the Word in South Texas website. Click on KSLR Podcast. Scroll down until you find Believing the Bible. Please join us again next Saturday for Believing the Bible. I'm Scott Lane, and for Terry Reed, Dr. Carl Williams, and Ed Salzville. Thanks for listening, and we hope you found today a reason to believe the Bible. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.